Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 316. Illumination and I were just talking about it. We're like, it feels like we should be like in the, the single digits within 300 still, and we're already at like 316. So 400, here we come, baby. Um, today is Thursday, October 5th. 2023 um also if you're listening on spotify make sure to follow the elijah fire podcast on spotify that'll really boost the exposure also you can rate us on spotify as well or on Am- or, um, not amazon on apple podcast or google podcast or wherever you guys listen to this um that really helps us out as well so i also wanted to point out uh because some of you guys started watching yesterday's episode and may not have returned there was a glitch within Streamyard, and um and, and it stopped at like 40 minutes in or 35 minutes in uh and we have since uploaded it we did a we re-premiered it uh like two hours later three hours later something like that so um go ahead and check that out that's part one of four of our healing from trauma series which is amazing you guys and there's a lot of resistance to getting that episode out um my internet just kept dropping out every single time I tried to re-upload. Then like eventually we had to get illumination to do it. And uh so um we just you know I, I think it's gonna be a really, really a big game changer for people this series. Um starting with episode one, going all the way to episode four of this teaching series. So definitely check that out. You guys it's definitely gonna be worth your time. Both Rachel and Amber are amazing. They have an absolute gift in this and carry a lot of authority in helping people heal from trauma. So really, really strongly recommend I'm done pitching it. Go watch it. If you have not watched it, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, what also is going to be worth your time is today's episode because we got a really good message from Andrew. Uh, I was looking through the notes before the show and I think it's going to be, uh, it, it's really important. It's a very important one, especially as we move into this next year all that good stuff. So my guest today, he's a prophetic dreamer. He's also a very prolific dreamer. Um, Crazy wild words from the Lord through his dreams. Uh, And so he's always got something to share as a result. So he's also the founder of Vanquish Prophetic Warriors and Unapologetic Dreamers. Let's get up for our guest today, Andrew Whalen. What's up, man? Hey, Jeff. What's up, man? Hey, welcome back on elijah fire for the 20 millionth time <laughs> man yeah. always good to be here yeah love we, we love having you man Thanks. all right so um i want to give as much avenue for this message because you kind of have like three different components to this message so i'm going to let you jump head first in and lead us on a journey through this scrumptious revelation <laughs> uh well awesome man thank you uh for the opportunity to share this. And um, yeah, I, um, I I think there's a lot to it, but let me just start out and say, well, I'll start out with, with a dream. And okay. th- that's a good way to jump off. Mm-hmm. So um, this was in 2019, I had a dream. And um, just for those who may not know, one, uh, one common, Thing that happens from time to time in my dreams is Lou Engel, who uh, has been a spiritual father to me for several years and, and just a great friend. And 
um, he'll come to me in dreams from time to time and he'll say, Andrew, what's the word of the Lord? And usually in those dreams, they're very significant to me. They're, they're very profound. They carry like a dimension of this is the word of the Lord. And so you've had a couple that, cause I think you shared another one where he, he appeared in a dream and said, what's the word of the Lord? And it was a different thing. So this is not necessarily uncommon for this type of thing to play out, right? No, it doesn't happen very regularly. Like it's not like, you know, every few months, it's like maybe once, once a year or something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, but I've just tracked it and I'm like, wow, these are profound words. And they're usually something I've never thought of. I, you know, I have no revelation or understanding, pre you know, previous to it. It's just like a word that gets dropped. And to me, it's like the Lord is saying, this is what I'm going to begin to do. Usually what I see with these words is that these play out for like a long time. They're not like a, uh, you know, a one and done kind of thing. It's, they're not like a week, a weekend word or a, a month word. They're, they're lasting, I feel like several years and they're indicating what God wants to do. So, all right. So that's the context. So I had this dream 2019. Lou Engle approached me in the dream and said, uh, Andrew, uh, again, what is the word of the Lord? And I then looked at Lou. And I said, I, um, I actually found this in my notes. I was always thought I was the one that said it, but I found in my notes, no, he's the one that said it. So I looked at Lou and said, you have the word, Lou. So um, he immediately spoke up and said, the word of the Lord is God is destroying the church that man built. And that was the word. And I remember waking up from that. And I, here's something I thought was interesting is, you know, why didn't I say it? I, after I saw this in my notes, I'm like, I wonder why I didn't say it. And, and I said, Lou said it. Well, I think Lou, as an older, you know, elder, as a father, has the authority to actually begin to, to really bring a strong word of correction to say God is destroying, not that he doesn't love his church, but he's destroying the church that he hasn't built. Mm. Unless the Lord builds the house, <laughs> those who labor, labor in vain. And so um, it's a pretty strong word, but I think it's worth unpacking and understanding and knowing like, okay, if this is what God is doing, how do we respond? And right. What do we do about it. Well, and even how to define like the church that man built, because there are certain traditions even within, it could be a denomination. It could just be the church at large that are not things that God necessarily asked us to do. And some of these things, would you say, Andrew, that some of these things could even be like good things, like on the surface, like, well, why, but it's not something that God has asked us to do, or is it, is it strictly just like idolatry and th I don't know, things like that? Yeah. Well, both, I think exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously God's going after the, the no brainer, like, Hey, that's not, <laughs> that's not me. That doesn't belong in my body. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then he's also coming to destroy uh, the, what, yeah, just what he hasn't, what hasn't been birthed from his spirit. What's been man's mind, what's been man's strength, what's, what's been man's, you know, uh, and I'll get into that, but basically, yes, you're right. Good things that, we think is good. 
But here's the thing is, I think God wants us to just be careful how we go forward, because um, I think too often we say, um, this is God, this isn't, this is God, this isn't. And, and I don't think the Lord's always operating like that. For, mm. for someone or some place, that might be, the Lord might have clearly indicated and directed them to do this. Um, and we just have to be wise. And um, so anyway, let me jump out there and say, Part of what God's doing is according to what Malachi chapter three, verse one through three says, says, behold, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. See, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire, like a launderer's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Then they will present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Hmm. Um, it goes on. But um, the, the point being, when the Lord comes suddenly to his house, he's coming uh, to to cleanse it, to purify it, uh, to do a work of, you know, he's bringing a cleansing fire. And that's what I want to say is I actually believe we're in some of that uh, cleansing fire. I think we've been in it, but I think it's going to continue to go forth. Mm -hmm. And a fire is both destructive, but also refining. It's destructive to what can be burnt up. It's refining to that which lasts. And so. Um, I think God is looking to refine the things that will last and looking to destroy the things that will not. Mm. And we are, here's the good news about this message. I think it's a, a strong word. The Lord saying, I am destroying the church that man has built in the sense that man didn't align with me. It wasn't, in, it wasn't initiated by me. It wasn't endorsed by me. Um, it was his work for his fame, for his name, for his glory. All of that, God's saying, I'm doing away with it because I'm getting ready to release a greater glory. And, and to be honest, we are desperate for a greater glory to come forth. Yeah. We are in desperate need for God's glory to show up. And I don't believe he's going to endorse what we have presented for him. You know, we're building what we want. And God's saying, you can build that all day long. But I will not be manipulated. I will not share my glory with flesh. No flesh shall glory in my presence. I won't endorse what you want me to endorse just because you say it has me involved in it. I'm not going to be uh, manipulated. And the Lord is saying in th that in these days, I will not be manipulated to tolerate or compromise that which is not of me and according to me and hasn't been built by me. So there is a strong uh, advance of God in these days to come and cleanse and purify because he wants to bring a greater dimension of his glory in the earth because the earth is in a desperate need for him. Amen. 100%. Okay. Yeah. So, um, God is purifying his house and Psalm, I've already said this, Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Um, you know, I think that there is a, um, well, let me, I'll break this down a little bit so we can 
Let's do it. Into it. So, um, well, I, I remember, I'll tell you this. So years ago, my wife and I were doing a, uh, we were establishing a house of prayer and um, we were on staff at a church and then part of our, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but part of our job description, so to speak, was to build this house of prayer. And um, I was in a, in a season of, I just really wanted, I really wanted the Lord to move. I really wanted the Lord to bless what we were doing, you know? And, um, and so I took three days and I set it apart and I just went and lived in this house of prayer by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told my wife, it's like, I'll be back three days. I went Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm about the Lord's business. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and you know, anyway, so I was just seeking the face of God. And, and one night during that three days, um, I, I don't know if it was, I think it might've been the second night, but anyway, I had a profound dream where in the dream, I saw these uh, Old Testament, I don't know how I knew, but I somehow knew in the dream, these were Old Testament prophets. And I saw them appear out of the cloud of witnesses and they came out to me. They had old, like, you know, I don't know what they used to wear back in the, you know. Robe robe things. Yeah, yeah, it was like old kind of robe. Yeah. And they walked up to me. And as soon as they came out of the cloud of witnesses, the glory of God. I can't tell you. I, I instantly got hit by the glory and the presence of God. It's like I buckled under the weight of it and began to weep. Mm. And um, I looked up at whoever the prophet was. I don't know. Didn't know his name. He looked at me and he said, Andrew, very soberly, very soberly, not mean, not aggressive, just very soberly said, Andrew, you must reject even the thought of trying to grow the house of prayer in your own strength. Wow. And um, he said uh, that that was the encounter. And I just, I just wept in the dream and I woke up weeping and I thought, you know, I thought, wow, what, what was so powerful about this? And I feel like God was saying, this is what I am going to endorse in these days. Those who are not seeking to build something according to the arm of the flesh, they're not looking to make, something that is uh they're not doing it by man's wisdom or uh the thing that man esteems they are going after my glory and they're leaning on my strength so i woke Mm -hmm. up from that and i thought wow that's an interesting word this prophet gave he said you must reject even the thought of trying to grow this in your own strength Mm -hmm. and you know i was like whoa like the Lord cares about our thoughts in these matters. He's thinking, don't let your thoughts even go there. Don't even, don't even, uh, you know, entertain the thought that you somehow could do this a better or a different way. You better make this thing fully about God's glory. You better surrender to him. It's all about him anyway. Mm, I've lived, dude, I've lived the opposite side of those tracks of like, really trying to move forward with something and my own ability being like, God, God will bless it. God, yeah, God's for this. Cause he cares about this stuff. And dude, it, it's a, it's a pretty sorrowful thing when you get to the end of yourself in that kind of a state. And, and then you have to kind of repent to the Lord. Like it's a pretty sorrowful thing. It's not, it's not yeah. fun. That's happened to me 
two separate times in my life, you know? So listen, guys, listen, trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you shared that, man. And, and thanks for just being real because that's, that's a huge part of it. I feel like God, I, I think God sees our heart in one aspect. He's like, we want to do, we want to do great things for the kingdom. But I think he wants to clarify what that means and how that happens. It's not going to be by our own strength. And it's not going to look um, like what we think greatness is all the time. And well, yeah. And I think, too, uh, to that, Andrew, I think often the temptation can be there for us as humans is pre like a predetermined outcome. So so God says to you, Andrew, Andrew, I want you to go start this house of prayer. And you're like, oh. God, it's going to be the biggest house of prayer. It's going to be so legit and it's going to have all these things and it's going to, we're going to do this. And all God told you to do was build a house of prayer, but then you, we can put all these things. I'm not saying that's the way you were, yeah. but we could put all these things, assumptions of how it can be, you know, like I, I want you to go start a, a podcast or I want you to go do this. And you're like a million followers. Here we come. Oh, like yeah. God just told you to go do it. Let him determine how he's going to use it absolutely man and no that's you're you're right on and you know the other thing is i remember back to that house of prayer days and i i remember god saying wouldn't it be terrible andrew if you went ahead and tried to do this in your own strength and you started you, you begin to advertise that that my glory is here and that my power is here and guess what I don't show up. <laughs> wouldn't that be a bad thing? And um, <laughs> not that God wouldn't want to show up, but it, but he's, I think he's really trying to get at us right now. He's saying, listen, I am, you know, at times I'll bless, I'll bless, I'll come and surprise and I'll, I'll pour out my spirit and I'll bless because I love people. But I am, I feel like the Lord's saying this. I am serious in these days that I will not share my glory with the with flesh in the sense that i won't endorse it i will not tolerate it why because it has no keeping or staying power to really advance the kingdom of god and destroy the works of the devil mm. so um anyway let me move on and um i'll say this too about your own strength first corinthians 125 says uh, for the foolishness, and by the way, I, I added just a couple of my own notes as right before the show. So you may not have the ones. Oh, I'm dude, doing. it's all good. Okay. It happens all the time. All right. Yeah. Uh, so first Corinthians one for the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. So there's a good word for us right there. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't work or we don't labor or we don't use our strength. It right. just means that we're not leaning on our own wisdom or our own ability uh, to accomplish the things of the kingdom. We are yielded, surrendered, and passionate about uh, doing all things uh, for and by the Lord. And when even his weakness is stronger than our strength. So that's what I think is powerful to note. Um, okay, so when I wrote this down, when we seek to do um, or work uh, the kingdom, when we are unyielded to God first, 
we cut off the supply of his strength and his wisdom. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So when we don't, when we're not yielded to him, we're actually cutting off his supply, his wisdom, his strength, uh, which is, it's a warning for us. Um, Okay, so uh, by the way, you know, I, I shared this recently. I don't know. I was preaching somewhere and I had this thought and I said it wherever I was preaching, I said, I said, whatever hype used to do, um, it doesn't do anymore. In other Mm -hmm. words, we've come to a point where the times are so serious, the things we're facing crisis in our day, in our generation, we have a desperate society right now that needs healing, deliverance, salvation, freedom, and whatever hype we can put on our gatherings or meetings or kingdom, you know, whatever that used to accomplish, it no longer accomplishes. It's not bearing fruit any longer. God is saying, I will, I will not participate with what is merely hype, with what is merely flesh, with what is even seeking to manipulate me to come. God is saying, I am only coming to endorse that which I first birth and then build. And he is going to build it. He's going to have his way. And I think we just have to realize it. God's going to have his way, and we have to get into align, alignment with it. Hmm, that's good. I hope that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Okay. So yeah. let me keep going on. I, yeah. I got a lot of scripture here, but... Yeah, let's do it. Um, <clears throat> is this is interesting. Mark 8, 31 through 33. Uh, this is Jesus. Then he began them. Uh, then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and that he must be killed and after three days arise, uh, rise again. He spoke this message quite frankly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Um, isn't that funny? Yeah, that's pretty bold. Yeah. (laughs) But Jesus turning and looking at his disciples rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. For so first off that, wow, that's intense language right there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'd make you immediately be like, wah, wah, like (laughs) totally deflated. He just called me Satan. Yeah. Like, dude. Um, Yeah. So bummer for Peter there, but He said, uh, get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Hmm. And here's the deal. Satan hijacks the mind that is set on things of men. And he will will usurp a person or a work or a church. If our focus is not on God, but on the things of men. Mm. And so I think that's really telling when Jesus, you know, here's the thing. Here's what is dangerous about what Peter was doing. Not dangerous, but here's the deception in it. Like what you said earlier, Peter actually had a good, had a good intention and a good heart in why he was rebuking Jesus. He was saying, no, Lord, you don't need to go suffer. You should not go do these. You know what I mean? Like his, 
he was moving out of a realm of sentimentality, a humanistic realm of thinking. He didn't have uh, uh, God's heart or mind in the conversation. And so Mm -hmm. Satan hijacked it. He manipulated it to to tempt Jesus to uh, stay away from the cross. You know, that was the that was the goal of it. Um, But it's interesting that, you know, Jesus recognizes he equates. I think this is very interesting. He equates having in mind the things of man with that which is satanic. So that's pretty interesting. If we uh-huh. want to, if, if we want to talk about what is satanic these days, yeah, there's the obvious, uh, you know, darkness that's just boom right in your face. But right. what about the things that are simply you have in mind the things of man? <laughs> well, it could it could even be like a, a very logically based place of uh, of caution towards something, right? Yeah. Where you're like, hey, man, but like, but God is asking you to do something that actually offends is offending not just your flesh, but the flesh of other people around you. Yeah. I think we a lot of us who followed God in bold ways can 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 relate to that. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, he uh so he rebukes him and you know it goes on uh well actually I'm going on to Luke 16, 13 through 15. So no servant this is Jesus. No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money or mammon. Um, the Pharisees, uh, goes on, the Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all of this and were scoffing at Jesus. So he said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men or prized among men is detestable or an abomination before God. Um, Which is very interesting. I, I think that maybe what I'd like to highlight for a minute is that part of what God's destroying. When in that dream that I said, Lou Engel said, the word of the Lord is God is destroying the church that man built. I think it's the things that we have done according to uh, man's mind, what man highly esteems, the things that we build that we think men um, or, or what is esteemed among men. And God's saying none of that is going to uh, accomplish or produce what I want to do. It's not going to bring forth the glory. And in fact, I consider it an abomination. That That's strong language, detestable, abomination. Like, I wonder how God thinks about some of what we function in and what we do. And yes, he's, he's slow to anger. He's, he's gracious. He's compassionate. But he's also, I believe, coming in this time with a cleansing fire because yeah. things are quickly changing. Um, so, Here's the deal. What are the fruits or characteristics of of what man esteems? So Jesus said this. It says, uh, what is highly esteemed among man or men is detestable. It's abomination before God. What are the fruits then or the characteristics of what man esteems? And so we know by scripture, I just wrote a few things. Man looks 
at the outward appearance. So scripture already says that. Man looks at the outward appearance. God's looking at the heart. And in fact, Jesus said this in that same passage in Luke. He says that right there. You're the ones who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your heart. In other words, you do everything for outward appearance, but God's looking at the heart. And in the same way, man is, he usually esteems what looks big, what looks nice, what uh, is, is uh, whatever, whatever is beautiful and looks good to the eyes or outward appearance. That's what man tends towards. But God's saying, I am completely different. I'm looking at the heart. Um, the other thing is the fear of man. Um, doing things based on what others want or doing things based on what has always been because man's always done it, even if it contradicts the word of God, hmm. even if it contradicts uh, the spirit of the Lord, the fear of man will prove to be a snare. So these are things that man does or esteems. Um, man, the mind of man uh, operates with sentiment. Sentiment are decisions, judgments, and attitudes that are prompted by feeling. Um, another scripture that could go along with that is there's a way that seems right to a man, but mm -hmm. its end is death. Hmm. Um, so let me just jump out there and say, you know, this is a this is a hot topic right now, but I want to say this is a a fruit. What we're seeing happen, especially in the Western culture, is a fruit of a church in which um, man has <clears throat> has been building. Um, the things of man are being esteemed in God's church, and God's saying, "I really believe He's going to come and confront the mind of man." that which has been esteemed by man because it's actually become satanic. So one of the wow. one of the things that has happened in the church is that we're living in a society that has become incredibly um, open and tolerant of all forms of sexuality. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, homosexuality, uh, L lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, you know, the list goes on. And um, and so now you've you've actually are watching the church begin to operate in the mentality of man. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're beginning to affirm lifestyles that God will uh, has never nor will ever endorse as right or uh, pure or true. And um, and, you know, and even saying that in these days carries with it. Uh, a sense of intimidation. The fear of man is all over this topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And and so this is what we're seeing. We're actually seeing the church begin to affirm it, endorse it, tolerate it, um, promote it. And the thing about it is that God, well, I'll say it this way. We our call is to love all people, no matter who they are, where they're at, what they're dealing with, is to love and share the gospel with them, mm -hmm. is to um, accept them in the sense that they are God's children. Scripture says we're all God's children. 
but it's also to say, but we will not affirm what God's word says is dark, is sin, is impure, is crooked, is perverse. Okay, so that's that. Yeah. Um, is this okay, uh, Jeff, that I'm... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I know we got a lot of notes, so I'm picking and choosing what I'm going to respond to and what I'm not. Because a lot of it, everything you say can stand on its own anyways, regardless of my commentary. But no, no I, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I do think, yeah, I mean, it has gotten to a point now where I, I'm noticing more churches and this is more prevalent, especially in areas like where I live um, and maybe near where you live too, Andrew, I'm not sure. Um, you're kind of a ways outside of Chicago, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, but where it's like the flesh and the acts of the flesh are suddenly held. Like those have become the very apparent idols where you see ordained ministers just in full pride regalia and they have drag, drag nights at their church and they have things like that. And I'm like, that is that is those make no mistake. Those are idols yeah. because you're affirming a come as you are, stay as you are mentality. Mm -hmm. And when you affirm a come as you are, stay as you are mentality, you then elevate the acts of the flesh. And that is just a breeding ground for perversion yep. to, uh, to multiply. Yep. So, and let me just say that I believe a lot of these uh, ministries or uh, churches, whatever they may be, um, I believe they started probably long ago functioning in the mind of man. Mm -hmm. Just what yeah. Je just what Jesus confronted in Peter. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm equating this to satanic uh, ideology, satanic thought and opinion. And in the same way, this is where the church has, has dangerously drifted onto, is we're doing things according to the mind of man, rather than having the the mind of god the thoughts of god in mind and um so that's part of what god's also destroying in these days mm -hmm. he's confronting it he's yeah anyway <laughs> so let let me tell well uh, I, I got stories and stories but let me see um i love stories well let, i'm trying to think where, where to put this story Okay, another, well, let me just say this. Another fruit or characteristic of what man esteems pride, obviously, you know, um, making making a name or for myself or my own kingdom. Listen, this is dangerous territory. I'm telling, you know, look in the Bible when, when men rose up in pride and see how God came and opposed them. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean... Herod was eaten by worms. It was that that intense. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar Nasty. lost his mind and became a beast. You know, like when when you rise up in pride, you're in a dangerous place with God. And that's where I think we've got to be so careful. God might, he might have initiated something, but if we if we take it and build it according to or yeah, by pride, wow, watch out. That thing's ready to hit the chopping block. God's going to deal with it, um, you know, and so he's he's looking to deal with pride and what is in error or what grow or what becomes impure, impure motivations, impure 
um, you know, anything that we're doing, quote unquote, for the kingdom that ha doesn't have pure motive, God's confronting it. Sometimes we don't even know we have impure motive, um, but God will, he, he'll be faithful to confront where it's not pure motivation, mm. where it's not just about his glory. Mm -hmm. And so that's, he's faithful to do that. So, I, you know, I've got one guy, he was a spiritual father of mine. And um, I learned a lot from this guy. He's, he's one of these, uh, wow, just a scary prophet. <laughs> scary <laughs> in the sense that, that, that he walked in a dimension of the fear of God that I rarely see anybody walk in. Um, it it kind of just emanated from him. He wasn't trying to be an intimidator, but you could feel the fear of the Lord on him. And by virtue of that, you just felt the Lord's, whoa, there's something weighty here. Anyway, this man tells his own story that, um, you know, he was so hungry for God and so passionate for the Lord. And, and he was deeply sincere for Jesus, deeply sincere, and wanted to go hard after all of the kingdom and all of all of that and ended up moving in a dimension of the power of God. I mean, they were seeing, you know, sick people uh, miraculously healed. He was used to raise the dead, um, you know, dramatic encounters, the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet they began to get off in some of their practice and their teaching. It, it really got man's mind, not so much overt. It wasn't like overt, uh, you know, immorality, but there was definitely the, the mentality of man got in it. Uh, they started to operate in, in like disciplinary actions that were, became eventually like physical corrections and things like that. I mean, wow. <laughs> That's gnarly. It's very gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, the fact is they started to uh, stray away uh, and, and they started to build things according to them. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man. And mm -hmm. that that's what it's in to lead to death. So he tells the story. He says, you know what? I didn't realize it, but the Lord had to, he had to oppose me. It wasn't the devil opposing me. It was yeah. the Lord opposing me. What began as a powerful, pure, sincere work ended up being judged by the Lord it blew up Dude. and the Lord had to, because if it continued on, it would have been destructive. Uh, it would have spread uh, defilement. And so God had to bring judgment and he ended up having to go to jail for a couple of years. Uh, Whoa. That that's how intense it was, you know? Man. Yeah. So, but you know, he, he, he has a, an experience that actually helped me understand that, wow, God's, God will allow us to go uh, until we start to operate apart from him. And then we're on dangerous territory. Yeah. We've got to be so careful. We've got to walk in humility and the fear of the Lord. Dude. Okay. I think this is a really important, this is a really important, like cautionary tale. If you were, it's real. Uh, but because I think, you know, people would go, there's an assumption we can make when we're, if we're not careful when we're walking with the Lord of like, Oh, I'm good. Yep. We're good. Cause I'm walking into dimension with the Lord. I'm getting revelation, uh, all these things. Um, and then assumption can come in. Um, 
your own flesh can come into the picture. Absolutely. But it just goes to show even someone who you may look at and go, they'd never be swayed in this way. No, you have to be vigilant, uh, vigilant in everything you do with God. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Like you have to and constantly being laid bare before him because like every step of the way, because otherwise, again, I've experienced this stuff on small levels. I'm really happy. The things that happened with me were God nipped them in the bud before they even took off. Um, just because I, I like not saying I would end up in jail, but I'm just saying like what that lends to, if you're left unchecked and you, you ignore the prompting of the Holy spirit, the conviction of the Holy spirit, man. Well, that's a key as well is that, you know, some, some might be like, wow, that was a severe, that was severe of the Lord. But, but, you know, the Lord was, the Lord's always slow to anger. He's gracious. You know, he will send warning. He'll send rebuke. He'll send correction. It's how we respond to it. Right. And there yeah. was pride there that didn't heed it, that didn't listen to it, that didn't yield to it. And so therefore God said, okay, now I have to oppose you. Mm. <laughs> and that's, that's the dangerous territory we can all be in. And I, I appreciate you saying that, Jeff, because that's, the, that's so important is that no one is, is above deception, even yeah. self-deception. Yeah. And, and we have to just walk. We have to walk humbly with the Lord. God help us. Um, and it's not like we need to be walking on eggshells constantly. I'm not saying we can't be in freedom and enjoy or anything like that. But we, we have to be those who um, especially be... Um, like you said, vigilant, uh, to be aware of, yeah, of the possibilities of, of where our hearts can, can go. And so, well, and I think that's why it's so important, even with, you know, prophetic voices that come out, test everything, like something comes your way. Don't just lap it up. Like it's okay. Well, we're good. You know, like it is really important to test everything that, that is prophesied like to, to take it before the Lord. And yeah. well, let me, let me tell you this guy after, after he, the Lord corrected him, you know, he ended up, you know, um, he got some real pastoral counsel and, you know, some help and, and yeah. really repented and found correction still moved in a strong, prophetic, powerful anointing. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, after he, you know, after the Lord, set him straight and all that stuff and got right. He was telling me how he was traveling with a, um, a very, uh, well-known, um, public ministry, worldwide international ministry. Mm-hmm. And, um, still to this day, he has not told me who it was because he just didn't, he just wasn't, uh, released to do that. But yeah. he told me that this, uh, worldwide prophetic ministry, he said he was, traveling. He was in England one day. And um, while he was taking a nap, um, he had an open vision and he saw the whole head, the leader of the whole entire uh, international ministry. He saw this man having an affair with one of the women. And he was a married man and he was having an affair with this woman. And and so this guy, uh, my this spiritual father uh, of mine who had this open vision, he goes to the man's office and said, why am I getting an open vision of this? 
and said, and the man out of fear pulled a gun on uh, my, my friend, pulled a gun on him and, said, and told him, you better get, I mean, this is, you talk about the de- demonic manifesting, but also the fact that this guy, this guy had built his whole movement, his whole thing on man, on, on his own name, uh, trying to build something. And he was so afraid of losing it all. He pulled a gun and told my friend, get out of England. Get out of here. Don't you don't you dare. We'll we'll send lawsuits against you, blah, 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 blah. And um dude. So, I mean, that's intense, right? That is super intense. Why am I sharing that? I, I'm sharing it to say that this is the kind of stuff that takes place that you know, I even asked my my friend, I said, I said, whatever happened? And he said, Well. He said the uh, the guy uh, and the lady never got found out, but but the marriage ended with the man. You know, it all collapsed. And he said, and he said the ministry to this day is still going internationally. Mm. And I thought that's kind of that's disturbing to me. Yeah. But here's the thing: as much as it's disturbing to me, it's disturbing to the Lord. He will not. He is not. That's not what he's building in these days. He is not building that. He is building something pure and undefiled. And so he is coming to bring a cleansing and he's restructuring things. He's removing this kind of uh, pride, mixture, self-man focused kind of thing. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. A a thousand percent. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyway, you know, I I share this to just say... um, God's coming after some stuff, right? He's just, he is coming after it. Yeah. So Andrew, on that, you know, there've been a lot of prophecies lately about like a coming storm. Um, and the thing about storms is they're not forever. They're, they're a temporary thing. It can be a long storm. It can be a short storm, uh, but a storm is a storm. And there've been a lot of prophecies about that. Do you feel like th- a lot of what is this is i mean i don't know if that those words have been resonating with you as well i don't know if you've seen i don't know if you've even received some yourself but to me it seems like this is exactly what's being addressed within the church specifically with this storm you know um but i i would i mean i don't know if you have any insight into that or if you're just like yeah no sure yeah that's that's great well, I yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I really believe. Um, well, I'll tell you, I I've had two or three people send me. I had a dream recently about a tornado coming, and the Lord said, "Get down in the foundation, get down in the foundation." After I had this dream, about a week later, someone else said, "Hey, I saw this really major storm coming, and you guys went and took cover." You know, when that when you know specifically and literally that's going to happen, I I think we're be, I think it's coming. The point is, spiritually, I think God's saying, I am going to shake everything that can be shaken. I want to purify some things. I want to refine some things. I want to kick out some of the mixture, the leaven, uh, this uh, this stuff where man has gotten, he has tried to build something in his own image, but it's not according to me. 
and my likeness and my manner. I'm taking it out. And so, yes, I believe the Lord is coming swiftly and strongly and quickly. He's going to shake and blow away some things. He's going to blow away some chaff and he needs to. Here's the thing is I'm if you ask my wife, she would tell you, Jeff, she's like, Andrew is the most he's the mercy motivated guy. It's hard for me to talk about these messages because I don't like them. I don't like to. I don't like to talk about much. Uh, you know, God bringing swift rebuke and correction mm-hmm. because I I see a lot. I see most things through the lens of mercy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I'm a but, pretty hopeful guy myself too. So right. it's, it's always very sobering. You know. Yeah, and you know, but there comes a time, and I think we're I think we're there, and we're getting there. <laughs> When God says enough is enough, um, I'm, you know, and nothing catches him by surprise, by the way. It's not like somehow he's just taken by surprise and he wakes up and is finally like, oh, I got to do something. You know, he's seen this all along. He's let some things grow up together, um, but he's coming to really bring clear distinction and correction. He's going to show what he endorses and what he doesn't. He's going to re- he is going to shake some things pretty intense these days. We have to be really discerning right now um, because he's not looking. <sighs> anyway, I don't even know where I was going to go with that, but uh, but I, I digress. I'll move forward and go to my next point. So okay, all right. I don't know if I answered your question. By the way, did yeah, I? you did. Okay, yeah. Um, well, here, here one more thing to that. Yes, the storm's coming after this kind of thing because the church um, has uh, become yoked. When I say the church, I just mean aspects of the church. Right. It's not like the church at large. Right. I think when when people, I think people know that, like when they hear you say that, you're not saying, when you say the church, you're not saying every ounce of the church. Yeah. And I don't mean all leaders and I don't mean all churches or anything like that. I just am saying like, Got to be about the Lord's business. Yeah. Like genuinely about the Lord's business. That's what God is calling us to do right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so this happened recently. So for, I had this, okay, I posted this recently and I just had been pondering it that for several years I've had dreams about ministers and ministries and leaders um, that I have, and so has my wife, um, that we've both respected and admired and many many who that we don't even know personally um but we'll have dreams where god will show us areas of like immaturity specifically i had one dream of of a major prophet um and i i don't know if many would even know him i say he's major but in just different circles mm-hmm. he god gave me a dream about him in an area of immaturity and and the lord even told me he's not in sin but he does have immaturity and his immaturity in this area is causing great pain within his wow. uh, team and i thought wow why are you showing me this i don't even know the guy <laughs> and i i later on confirmed that with someone who was very uh personally close to this yeah guy. connected to them yeah. okay so i'm so i you know these things would start happening i'm like god why are you showing me this I'd see people's weaknesses. I'd see pride. I'd see even sin at times. Um, and after this had happened so often, and when I say I, me or my wife, we, we would be getting these things. 
And after this would happen so often, I finally asked God, I said, Lord, why are you showing me this? Because I, I was kind of bothered, like I felt like I was being judgmental. And so the Lord did finally respond to me and said, I'm showing you this so that you never become enamored by man. Hmm. And I thought, wow, what an interesting response that I heard from the Lord on this. Yeah. And, and then honestly, what shocked me even more and I'm reading what I wrote here. So what shocked me even more is what God said next. He said, and Andrew, I'm showing others your blind spots and weaknesses too. <laughs> Whew, man. So, yeah, I, that was the most shocking thing when he told me that. And, I, and so an immediate sense of the fear of the Lord struck my heart. And at that moment, I realized, like I had, I literally had this revelation when I heard that, that no flesh will glory in his presence. Hmm. And um, by the way, and I, this is important to say, this did not change my admiration for the people, um, these men or these women of God. That's good. But it put them in the right perspective. Yeah. I realized that whatever good I saw in and through their life was simply Christ. And, and honestly, I think prophetic protocol is when you do see an area of, you know, that, that needs strengthening, maybe it's a weakness or maybe it's an immaturity, you know, that's how we can approach it prophetically and, and call out that, that opposite thing, you know, yeah. approach it with, instead of leaving people in the place of shame yeah. or, or condemnation. Yeah. Well, and I've met. I mean, I, the same thing has happened to me, Andrew. Uh, there have been people that I've met who I instantly, my perspective on them changed. And it wasn't even that I was like, oh, suddenly I can't, I'm suddenly, I suddenly I'm no longer blessed by their ministry and the things that God has taught me through their ministry. But it is what you're saying where it takes them and puts them down to the rightful place. And actually, too, if if you do see something in someone, pray for them. Like, like that's another dimension to this whole thing, too, is like God may be giving you that so that you can pray for them. And if you do suddenly feel a burden to to intercede over them regularly, you will be prompted to do so. But sometimes it's like sometimes God has given me something and it's just like, it's a light burden. It's more like something that, Hey, pray for them. Like, I want you to pray for them this next week, you know, in this specific area. Uh, I would encourage if people see things in me to do the same, you know? <laughs> right. So please. please like, please. Yeah. So. And that's where we have to be careful too, is when we see things that are uh, bad or, you know, not pleasant or whatever, they're not positive about people. Um, we need to, we need to recognize um, that, but for the grace of God, there go I as well. And uh -huh. we need to continue, like you said, let's pray for them. Um, maybe there's a time based on a relationship with them or whatever that we confront something or, you yeah. know, in, in love or whatever. And, um, you know, so, but that's the other thing too, I'd like to say is some of the cleansing God's doing across the board is, is he's just dealing with where we we've allowed and tolerated things for too long. Mm -hmm. And, and now he's saying, I've got to bring a confrontation um, in order to, um, in order to, what's the word refine and, and cleanse 
what I'm, what I am building. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I have a, had a situation once where, um, and I don't, I won't say where or anything, but it was a church and, um, we were part of it several years ago. And, um, in, in this place, um, I started to discern, um, that, that Jezebel and Leviathan were in operation. Okay. Started to discern it. And I was like, huh? Well, anyway, after discerning it, the Lord said, it's time to go. So I left, uh, that church and ended up, uh, my wife had a dream about that church and she saw several people underneath that church in the spirit. And they were, it was in a water world and they were all in cages and there was mermaids and there was like, she saw Leviathan and she saw, uh, she saw like, yeah, all of this, you know, um, what do you call it? Like water spirit sort of thing going okay. on. And <clears throat> anyway, the people were were getting locked in cages and they were trapped and they couldn't get out. Well, I thought, wow, that's that's an intense dream. Well, about three days or I don't know, three to five days later, one of uh, a friend of ours who had no knowledge of anything to do with that church called us and said, hey, you know, that church you were a part of. I had a dream and here's what I saw. I saw underneath the church. There's this water world. There's all these people Whoa. and there is uh, Leviathan and mermaids and all of that stuff. What's the point? The point was God was clarifying what was happening in the spirit. And, and God had to give us that revelation or that insight so that we understood that, hey, it was a right move for us to get out of that because that thing was in defilement. That thing was, uh, was so, there was so much mixture and access that the enemy had been, had uh, gained because of the toleration over time. And that's the kind of stuff that God's beginning to deal with right now. Wow. And, you know, some of the fruit, just so you know, some of the fruit that took place in that church was, uh, I mean, church split after church split. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. And it was, it was controlling and manipulative. It was, it was damaging, very damaging to so many people. Okay. So I don't mean, I don't, I hope I'm not, uh, trumpeting negative negativity, I, my, heart, no, I don't think so. Okay. My heart in saying this is not to just be like, oh, boom, everything's, you know, everything's a bummer. No, God is getting ready to explode glory in and through his church, but he is doing a cleansing work. And a lot of people have been saying this, that there's a new wineskin. I've been saying it, you know, but part of the new wineskin isn't just simply structure and form. It's heart and culture yeah. god is coming after all of it he is saying i would even i mean andrew i would even say that's like like paramount what yeah. you just described because like this the structure and all of that is i feel like a result of because if you don't if you just like well we just need to change church structure and i'm like yeah but like then you're just implementing more systems in your own ability to do something differently. And yeah, obviously it can be God breed, all those things too. But when the heart is addressed, yep. it's like all those other things are just like, they take less effort because you're yielded to anyways. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, I agree. And so God's coming after the heart, um, which by the way, there's a scripture here. Um, uh, 
our responsibility is to guard our hearts above all things. Proverbs 4.23, watch over, where did it go? Watch over, yeah, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow uh, the springs of life. Mm -hmm. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And, um, you know, that's, we need to guard our heart from what? From from doing things and doing kingdom things uh, according to the flesh, according to the mind of man. Yeah. Uh, tolerating Jezebel in our own soul, in our own life, all of that stuff. And, um, and, you know, the other thing too, so this is another post I had recently. So this isn't, these aren't dreams, but they've been words that I just feel like God's been on. And this, this post I made recently, I said, where it concerns the church, we ought to avoid operating in showmanship. So God's been giving me these words and these posts lately to to just put out to just say these are some areas that god is looking to bring a cleansing to and um and it starts with our own hearts he's he's calling us to avoid operating in showmanship at all costs Um, it dilutes the purity of the character and the manner of christ and it opens the door to subtle and even sometimes overt pride there is a difference, and here this is important. There's a difference between passionate and influential leadership and showmanship. Hmm. One still remains pure in its aim to glorify Christ, while the other almost always, even if it inadvertently glorifies the individual and the flesh. And God is done with the, the kind of show pony mentality. Hmm. The safest and most powerful place to be in these days is hidden with Christ and covered with his humility. Um, Yes, be bold. Yes, be passionate. Yes, be courageous. Yes, be inventive. Yes, be creative. Yes, be fearless. But stay away from showmanship. Hmm. It is on the chopping block. And so, um, you know, I'm just going to read a few things I wrote here. I said, we live in a time and a context where the enemy is seeking to pollute and defile every stream. If there is pure and living water, know that these are being targeted in some way for mixture. And when I say water, I'm speaking just spiritually. If there's a pure stream, God's doing a pure work. It's not to live in fear or be afraid. It's just to be aware. The devil, he he cannot stand purity because purity equates to power Hmm. and where there is purity and there is the lord's power the devil says i've got to do anything i can to dilute it to mix it uh, to defile it so our responsibility again is to guard our heart above all things Hmm. and um having the things of man in mind and what man esteems is a dangerous place to be right now It's being targeted by the Lord for exposure, removal, and judgment. And so the question is then, how are we to carry the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit? And simply, I would just say with purity, and this is all by the grace of the Lord, with purity, humility, and the fear of the Lord. Um, Now, 
Jeff, let me share this. I think this is an interesting insight. Okay. In Colossians 3, 4, it says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So I found that to be an interesting statement. The thing that hit me about it, yes, I think prophetically speaking, it has, you know, there's a context of when Jesus returns, we'll appear with him there in glory. But I also believe that Christ is appearing in us and through us regularly. Hmm. And so when Christ, who is your life, appears, you know, when he's appearing, through you, guess what? You're also there appearing with him in that same glory. In other words, when Christ appears in our meetings and drives out demons or heals the sick, guess who's all also appearing there in that same glory? We are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so Paul and Barnabas, they demonstrated a heart posture needed when we also appear with Christ in glory. So the example is Acts 14, uh, 13 through 15, says the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bowls and wreaths to the city gates, hoping to offer a sacrifice along with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul found out about this, they tore their clothes and they rushed into the crowd shouting, men, why are you doing this? We too are only men, human like you. We are bringing you good news that you should turn from these worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. So in other words, Paul and Barnabas were vessels of Christ in his power and his glory. Healings took place. Miracles took place. And the people um, recognized divinity in them, through them. When Christ appeared, they also appeared with him in glory, but they had the posture of heart to say, no, we will not take glory unto ourselves. We will not allow any sort of worship or fame or man's strings uh, to attach to us. No, turn from all this, worship God, you know? Um, so that's kind of the, I guess, the heart posture. I think God's looking for in these days is... He is saying, I, I don't, here's the deal. We are going, we are, we're already started, but we're going to continue to, to increase in glory and power and demonstration of the kingdom hmm. in the Holy Spirit. But we better recognize that we need to have this, this walk where God, uh, in one sense, we say, yes, we're vessels of his glory and his power. In the other sense, we say, no, we're humans just like you. We have nothing apart from him. We mm-hmm. can do nothing apart from him. And we have to walk in that consistent uh, humility and heart. Well, and I think it's also worth noting that, you know, like Paul and Barnabas, I guarantee you, because our adversary is very real. I guarantee you that the temptation was there. Yeah. Now, here the temptation was there to to it's it's not like when somebody comes up to you because you praise that it feels horrible. It's a it's a like 
that's a very, that's a slippery slope. And I think that there's a difference between accepting a compliment and then like, I don't know, relishing in whatever is being heaped on you. Right. And so, but the more you spend time with God, the further you get from, I like to see it's like the more time you spend with God and the more you're, you're seeking to glorify him and not yourself. It's like you put distance between you and the enemy that maybe initially, maybe you were a bit of a glory hound if you were whatever. And so it's like putting distance from you. So you actually can see the enemy coming and you can like step out of the way or you can, yeah, like you get them with, you know, whatever it gives you more time to react and respond. And so I think Paul and Barnabas is, I, I don't know. I really admire like this passage because it's like, you're, you're right. Like this is the posture we should take when, I mean, because right before that they're like, the gods have come down to us. Yeah, like yeah. everyone quick. That's why it says the guy from the, the dude kicking in Zeus's temple comes yeah. down. He's like, yo, we're going to give a sacrifice and all this. See, the gods are here, baby. And, yeah. and so the, them, I mean, that was a really extreme example, you yeah. know, but the posture that they took immediately like, no, 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 no. Like, like we're just, we're just dudes. Yeah. We're just dudes. Like he's the one that you want. Like, there he is. Yeah. There's God. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think this is, I think this is a, a time where God is going to move in great power, great glory. Uh, but he's requiring something of us that I think maybe um, for too, too often and for too long, we've, we've not consistently operated in and that's real humility and the fear of the Lord yeah. and God get the glory off me, you know, like, mm. Oh man, like, and, and this is, I, I'm speaking this to me. I'm speaking this. This is, I'm not above any of this. What I'm saying is God help all of us uh, to not be those that would steal your glory. That would, yeah. that would do something um, apart from you that would seek God help me to reject the thought of even trying to grow something in my own strength. God, mm. Uh, forgive me for even yeah. trying uh, to manipulate something according to the flesh, according to my mind. Forgive me for the control. Forgive me, blah, 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 mm. blah. All of that, God, mm. pure, make us a pure stream again. You know, I think God's going to, some people are like, wow, have you heard that, you know, thousands of pastors are quitting and, you know, every month. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that may, you know, part of me feels like that might be a sign of the cleansing we're in. And I don't mean that every pastor that's quit is is all wrong or bad. Or uh -huh. I just mean I think some of it is a sign to us to say shaking has begun. I'm doing something, and I'm changing the gatekeepers. I'm you know uh, changing the guard, so to speak. I'm doing a new thing, but I'm going to do it with a pure stream. That doesn't mean we're going to do it perfectly. It doesn't mean we're not going to have uh, have to. Here, here's a good uh, word picture for us. Think about it this way. God is going to get us walking in step with his spirit. And too often we try to uh, say, um, you know, we try to bring an emphasis of, of correction. Okay, God is now he's dealing with this area. And we, um, in other words, there's a narrow path that we're supposed to walk on. But God's going to teach us along the way how to stay on that narrow path. I think of a, a tight walker or a tight, what do you call that? Tight rope. Tight rope. 
tightrope walker and there's someone there and they got that long balance bar that they're carrying and if you ever watch them they along the the tight rope walk they have to make little adjustments little adjustments all the way and i think that's the same thing with us walking and keeping in step with the spirit you know the lord might be like hey right now uh i'm i'm going to deal with this boom okay now i'm going to deal with this the, the point is we just got to walk in such uh yieldedness to him mm-hmm. say lord show us where we need to make the, the adjustment now now show yeah. us where we need to make you know, and so that's part of what i believe god's doing with us in these days yep and, uh, yeah well and i also i i say i often say on the show resistance breeds strength um and also another way of looking at it is growth is found in the tension and that that's like if i could <laughs> if i could take like a sentence and apply it to like large portions of my life to describe large portions of my life that would be it that growth is found in the tension of like that where because like when you learn something and you're growing like i mean andrew you know like like lifting weights can be unpleasant you know it's like you find a i mean obviously endorphins are released as you're working out and things like that but it's unpleasant you know and i just started a new leg workout yesterday and my legs are on fire right now you know and so uh but i know that it yields itself to 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 strength and i think sometimes we can get caught up in like all this angst of like oh god there's all these things wrong with me but like you're orienting yourself you're being faced with difficult situations where there is temptation to give in to this or that but you're always orienting yourself towards the lord and if you misstep you're very quick to to repent and I think the enemy wants to come in during those times of great resistance and yeah. go, look at you. You look how bad you're struggling. Right. Look how, look how horrible you're doing. And I think, oh, yeah. I, I mean, maybe you could speak to that really quick of like, w- with all the stuff that you're talking about, what God is doing to not look at instances like that, where you actually are growing, you're in mid growth into yeah. one from one season to the next. To not look at those and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be one of those people that God's going to expose. I'm like, no, you're actually doing it right. Like you're actually posturing yourself before the Lord. I don't know if you have anything to say towards that. No, I really appreciate you bringing that up, Jeff, because that's really key. I mean, I I don't bring this subject up today to create any sort of uh, wrong sort of condemnation or shame. Let's just be real. Uh, We've all got our areas that we're growing in. Maybe, Maybe it's things that God is, well, anyway, the fact is, is that we're all in a growth journey with the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so the Lord's looking at the heart and he's looking at the posture of our heart. And I'm kind of presenting at a high level today to say, this is what God's doing. And he's coming pretty, uh, pretty intentional right now to do this in his body, but he's not looking, he's not looking to condemn his people. He's not looking to shame them. He's not looking to do that. He's looking to build them up and strengthen them and to purify them and to refine them so that they can come into all the fullness of what he has designed and created us for. So that's another way to look at it is, Lord, uh, thank you for where you have brought correction. Thank you for showing me this. Thank you for, you know, ooh, that was a little difficult to deal with, you know, oh, man. I didn't like the fact that you pointed this out, Lord, even through that person. That was even worse than the fact you pointed out through that person, <laughs> you know, uh, but but thank you 
because you know what? In the process, I gain some humility. In the process, um, I see that I can do nothing apart from you. And I think all of those things are really good. And yes, um, you should not believe that um, you're anything less than worth the fullness of, of, in other words, Jesus died on the cross because you were worth it. You know, mm -hmm. God saw the worth of having you. And so you are worth everything. And so you, you cannot look at your life and be like, I'm, I'm just a failure. I'm a mess, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, look at what Jesus says about it. He says, I've, I purchased you, you're mine. You're in process. You know, if, if you fall, if you fell, get up again, come on, get up in my blood, in my grace. Um, I don't know. I hope this helps a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody just go read Romans six as well. Like, I mean, like that's, I, man, I love, I love when the Lord brings deeper revelation to what you would call elementary things like, and so he, he prompted me about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Hey, I want you to memorize Romans six. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know? And so it's been really amazing, dude, just like great times with the Lord, just in sitting there and, and just reciting what well, I've memorized half the chapter now. And it's like, uh, man, it's just been amazing. I love Paul's terminology in that of just like, Hey, look, this is your reality. You're dead now. Be because you were baptized into Christ, you you are now dead. And 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 then he's like here, and then he reinforces what Christ did, the death he died, he died to sin once for all. And and then he's like, but now he's like, because of this reality, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Offer no part of yourself to sin as an instrument of right of, of wickedness. Yeah. Um, but rather offer it to God um as an instrument of righteousness. Amen. And, and so like it, it's, he uses a terminology. that's very much like, Hey, this is your reality. This is where you're seated now. Now move in that direction. And yeah, you will stumble, but like get up and, and keep going and, and allow you, that's part of the refinement process and repent where you need to repent, obviously. But, um, yeah, I've been just been getting really fired up about that because awesome. Yeah, man. Well, I had a guy last night. I'll just, tell you i had a guy last night sit me down and talk to me for a couple hours and said he just felt like like a failure mm. and um and i actually feel like this is a condition maybe maybe women feel this i can't i can't necessarily speak on behalf of women a lot of men though but a lot of men yeah i know it i know it yeah. and and actually i'm gonna tell you this i think this is part of today's show i heard yesterday as I was walking, the Lord said, when you go on tomorrow, I want you to say this word. And I said, okay. And he said, there's a lot of men. Um, and, and again, this could be women too, but, but there's a lot of men that are nursing a depression. Uh, I just heard him say it. He said, wow. say that. And he said, it's because here's what he told me. He said, it's because they don't have a right view of me and they don't have a right view of how I see them. And he said that that uh, that is a huge, huge stumbling block keeping men in cycles of depression and addiction. Yeah. They haven't got the right mm -hmm. view of me. And so I want to just say that today is that, yes, God is bringing some correction, but he is not looking uh, to 
uh, to put his people in depression and oppression. He is looking uh, to get us in a right order. And part of having a right order is having a right view of the Father yeah. and having a right view of how he sees us and you. Mm. So I, I just feel that right now is to say, man, so many of you, God is if. So by the way, I told this guy last night, I said, here's what I think your assignment is from the Lord. Your assignment isn't to try to go fix yourself at all. Your assignment is to agree with what God says about who he is. Yeah, You need to go start agreeing with what he says yeah. about the Father. If you mm -hmm. can just begin to do that, it'll start to transform you. And then begin to agree with what he says about you. And, and I'm telling you right now, it's not negative. He doesn't, if you need any more convincing, go to the cross, go look at Jesus hanging on the cross, bleeding out and, and let that be the, uh, the anthem of love for you, period. Come on. That's for you. That's so good. It's all good things with Jesus, man. Like, like what the father has to say about Jesus. It's all good things. And scripture yeah. says that we are hidden with Christ. In God, you know, you quoted uh, Colossians 3 earlier. That's from Colossians 3 as well. One of my favorite passages of scripture, period. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Amen. It's And so that's part of what God's looking to do. If I could just sum it up with this, Jeff, that uh, he's looking to get us back in our right identity. Yeah. Um, we were never meant to build the kingdom apart from him. We were never supposed to live uh out of the realm of of man uh human centered thinking it was god is looking to get us back into right identity mm. we are in christ we're hidden with christ in god and we have the mind of christ and we're to live and flow out of him pursuing his glory with a pure intention uh as his sons as his daughters mm. so Come that's on. my word i'm sticking to it yeah. Well, why don't you go and pray that, dude? All right. Hallelujah. Oh, by the way, before I do, I've got a funny story. I meant to say this. Yeah. It came to my mind earlier. Uh huh. Um, I have a buddy who's uh, he's an older gentleman now, but back in the uh, gosh, I don't know if it was early '80s. Um, he, a friend of his, was going to quit. Um, was quit going to quit the church because because he had done stuff in his own strength. I meant to share this earlier. He had done stuff so long in his own strength that he was like, not, it's, it's not bearing any fruit. Nobody, the, I've dwindled this church down to nothing. Nobody's getting saved. Nobody's getting healed. Blah, 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 blah. I've tried to do all this in my own strength. Um, so th this one guy was at, he was the pastor of the church and he was saying this. Well, then my friend back in the 80s, came to him and said, he said, man, um, I think if you give up uh, trying to do it in your own strength and we just go, if we go all after, yield, going after and humbling ourselves before the Lord, pursuing all that he has, God will show up in power. He'll wreck it. He'll wreck it in a good way. He'll, he'll bring the glory of God. He'll change this church. He'll revive it. And um, the guy told him, he said, well, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to, I'm quitting the ministry and I'm going to go smoke weed. 
That was his, that was his phrase. Well, my friend looked at him and goes, well, I tell you what, if we do it the right way, we humble ourselves and we, we remain pure in our, our, uh, pursuit of the Lord and he doesn't show up, then I also will go and smoke weed with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, okay, really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, the story is, I mean, the long story short, God God blew on the place. I mean, just exploded it with glory, radical salvations, radical deliverances, radical healings. Uh, but the point I wanted to make is that, you know, I think there's something refreshing that God's inviting us to, to say, you know what? I'm tired of doing it my own way. I'm tired of doing it in my own strength. I want to walk. I want to walk after uh you know, I want the Lord empowering everything I do. I want this to be for him, for his glory. I don't want to do it for my name, for any of that. Um, I just want to get on the right, right order. So anyway. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Yeah. But I'll pray. Okay. Father, I just thank you so much for this day. This is the day you have made, Lord. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. We just praise you, God, that right now you're doing a good work and a cleansing work in each and every one of your people and also in the body of Christ. Lord, I know, God, that you're coming with intentionality in these days. You're coming uh, with uh, fire. But, Lord, we know, God, that your heart in the matter is love and your heart in the matter is truth. And Lord, you're seeking to purify and to cleanse your people and to cleanse your body so that um, what uh, what you will build in this new day, in this new era, uh, will not be built according to the strength of man, uh, the mind of man, uh, the futility of man, the wisdom of man. God, that we will yield in these days. And there might be a pure stream that begins to flow, undefiled, unmixed. We ask you for that grace in these days. Lord, shake everything that can be shaken in order for the greater glory to come forth. We pray it, Lord. And God, I I actually believe that what you prophesied through uh, Dutch Sheets and Tim Sheets and others of of a great shaking, God, it's not for our destruction. It's for Uh, It's for the advancement of your kingdom. It is for a purifying work. It is for the greater glory to begin to break forth. So, Lord, I pray in these days, would you remove the Ahabs and Jezebels? Remove them, Lord, out of your body. Those who are standing in the way, uh, relentlessly standing in the way, refusing to bow and refusing to yield. I just say, God, cleanse them. Let the stream of the Lord break forth and remove them. Purify your people in this hour. Purify the moves of God, the streams of God throughout this earth, we pray. Mm. And Lord, I pray in our own hearts, may we not be presumptive. May we not be proud. Uh, may, May we walk in humility by your grace and in the fear of the Lord. Help us. Teach us and be gracious to us, we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mm. Mm. Amen. Well, amen, man. You know, I I was going to talk on something else, and this is what the Lord 
prompted me to speak on. So I, I feel it. I feel it will do its work in some way. I pray that the Lord. Oh, it will. I, I mean, dude, I really felt the Lord on all of this, you know, uh, dude, it's, I just feel like there's a lot of, um, a lot of this type of messaging is, is coming forward. It's just like, and it's, it's a mercy from the Lord of just like, Hey, like I'm warning you in advance so that when this is all coming forward, you've already begun this process or even overcome some of the things that I'm, uh, that he's addressing within people. And all we have to do is yield to the Holy spirit. All we have to do is be obedient to what God has put in front of us. Um, you know, and I shared on yesterday's show that there's even stuff in my life that I was like, Oh wow. I didn't even, I didn't even know that that was there. You know, like yeah. I, even I'm like processing. So I'm even in a very raw state right now with just some stuff, you know, and it's good though. And it's unto something. And it's like, it is. man, praise the Lord that yep. that stuff is being revealed. And I've, you know, got Lauren, you know, like in on it to, to pray with me and, and all that stuff. And so I think like, that's just part of the process, man, you know? Yes. And it's like, if God reveals stuff and like, look, I'm in ministry and God revealed stuff to me. And I'm like, it doesn't mean I'm any less saved it doesn't mean that i'm underqualified it doesn't, right. it doesn't mean any of that it is matter of fact if anything it's evidence of my qualification that god has given me and same could be for any minister that you know god is doing stuff in their hearts so well jeff let me i don't mean to belabor anything but to add to that real quickly is years ago the lord told me um he said uh, he said, Andrew, I don't want you to be someone who preaches a word of holiness and of a high standard, and yet you're unwilling to reveal transparently your own battles and struggles uh, because you will set people up for disillusionment. Mm. When you've called them to a high standard and they find themselves in the midst of battle or maybe failure or or you know stumbling he said it doesn't help anybody and i want you to help people so be real be honest come you know be open about hey yeah man it has been hard i told this guy last night i talked to i said bro you don't you don't know how many times i've i've pronounced self curses on me telling telling myself i'm a failure i'm a mm. loser i'm blah 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 and the the intensity of that warfare and I had to come clean about it and just be like, dude, we're in a battle, but this doesn't identify you. And that's not who you are. And that's not who I am. And so, but I think it's so refreshing. And this is what I think part of the new wineskin is. I think we're going to have a whole bunch of men and women as leaders who aren't, you know, beating their chest as if, you know, I did it. I'm awesome. I'm amazing. No, they're, they're saying, uh, you know, I'm coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on my beloved. Man, it's been warfare. And I <laughs> I have found that I can do nothing apart from him. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I hope I, I pray that over people right now, because there's some people who are saying, man, have I failed? Man, have I blown it? In fact, let me just pray this. Lord, right mm-hmm. now, to those that are saying to themselves, I've blown mm-hmm. it. I'm a failure. Yeah. I'm a loser. I'm blah, 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 blah. All of these things, Lord, your corrections, your convictions 
are never to leave us in the state of condemnation and mm. despair. I thank you. Your word says that those whose uh, hope is in you, they will never be put to shame. And I pray that right now, that those whose hope is in you right now, that you would remove the shame off of their soul. They would understand the Father heart of God. They would know how you see them, how you feel about them. And Lord, that where you are bringing correction, where you are bringing a confrontation of an area or of a toleration, I pray, Lord, the grace to lay it at your feet mm. and to be restored with yes, honor Lord. and dignity by the blood of the lamb mm -hmm. in Jesus name. Yeah. So God, thank you. And Lord, for those that are nursing a depression, I just speak over you right now that the father is coming forth with clarity in these yes. days, that the veil over your minds where the God of this age has veiled your mind from seeing as you need to see and perceive uh, the love of the Father is being removed right now. Yeah. And I just curse depression at its root. Hmm. And I say over you, you shall do yourself no harm for the hmm. Lord loves you. And he by his blood has purchased you and he has good things for you. There is a hope, there is a future, and there is a plan for your life in hmm. Jesus name. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Mm. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Love it. We could go for a lot longer. <laughs> I just, yeah, so good. Um, dude, tell people how they can follow you, especially because there's probably some new people on here. How can they follow you? Uh, yes. So if you guys want to check me out, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Vanquish Prophetic Warriors. It's a private group. You just click to join. Um, and um, I ask a couple questions in there and you can just, you know, whatever, answer the questions and then I'll let you in the group. And uh, I post up, uh, I do regular kind of posts in there. And then I have a website called vanquishpw.com. And there's just some resources uh, if you're interested in looking into that. And yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would imagine that group has grown quite a bit since doing stuff with Elijah list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Come on. Yeah, it's it's been awesome, man. We've got, a, got quite a crew up in there now. Sweet. Awesome. Well, dude, we appreciate you. Um, it's always great having you on the show, man. Oh, Love thanks, it. Jeff. Hey, yeah. honored to be here with you guys all the time. Love it. And bless you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So everybody, that's our show. Tomorrow is Friday. Woo! And we've got Krista Elishan to close out the week. That's going to be great. So that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.